This is a Federal News Network podcast. The Postal Service struggling to deliver mail and packages on time during the pandemic is getting a few upgrades. USPS finally awarded a 10-year contract to replace its fleet of ancient delivery trucks. And President Joe Biden is staffing up the USPS Board of Governors with three new nominees. Meanwhile, the Postal Service is rolling out a plan that would get the agency to break even after a decade of financial losses. Here with all of the latest, Federal News Network's Jory Heckman. And Jory, let's start with the Board of Governors, because that could could easily affect who is going to be the Postmaster General next. So what's going on there? Yeah, well, there's a couple of familiar faces that President Biden is submitting to the Senate for their approval. We have former Deputy Postmaster General Ron Stroman, the former general counsel of the American Postal Workers Union, Anton Hajar, and Amber McReynolds, who's the CEO of a nonprofit called Vote at Home, which we've seen a lot of that in the past year. Their MO is that they try to advocate more flexible voting options. So will that fill out the board if these these people are approved? Yeah, there's three vacancies right now, and so these three nominees would fill up the board. There are some members who are in holdover years, but they can't quite fill those seats right now. And as you teased a moment ago, Tom, this is significant because if the Senate does approve these picks, the board will have a Democratic majority, and they can make decisions like who is the Postmaster General, and they can fire the current Postmaster General, Louis DeJoy. At a House Oversight and Reform Committee hearing this week, DeJoy told Congressman Jim Cooper, a Democrat from Tennessee, that He's going to stick around for a while and he's going to see his reform plan come through and that he has no immediate plans to step down. How much longer are you planning to stay? Uh, A long time. Get used to me. As long as the board approves your staying? As far as my commitment to see our plan through, I'm here until I can see it tangibly produce the results we intended to. All right. So there is a little bit of mud in Joyville, you might say, for Louis DeJoy, but uh, sounds like he wants to hang on there, huh? Yeah, well, he... He came in to turn the Postal Service around, and that's what he intends to do. Interesting. All right. Let's move on to the upgrade of the fleet of postal trucks. We're all going to miss those little old Grumman 10 times painted old trucks that have been going around now for decades. Yeah, emphasis on LLV there, the long life vehicles. Some of those are running around for decades now, I think upwards of 25, maybe even 30 years. Well, a few years ago, they I guess maybe 20 years ago now or so, they bought Ford minivans for the fleet. I think they lasted about six months before they fell apart at the axles. So what's the latest now? Yeah, this is hopefully going to be a little bit more auspicious of an award. The Postal Service awarded a 10-year contract to Oshkosh Defense. The plan is that they're going to roll out 165,000 vehicles over the next decade. The initial investment here is more than $480 million, but this is an indefinite delivery, indefinite quantity contract. So the Postal Service can turn back around and say, we want more of these. As things roll out, the plan is that we'll see these vehicles roll out on delivery routes by 2023. And there's going to be a mix of standard internal combustion vehicles that are fuel efficient, as well as vehicles that run on electric batteries here. I think a lot of people have some mixed feelings about this. President Joe Biden signed an executive order just last month directing all federal agencies, including the Postal Service, to have a path to move to all electric vehicles. Now, let's keep in mind that this contract award was six years in the making, and this is an executive order that was just last month. The Postal Service does say that these vehicles can be retrofitted to keep pace with advances in electric vehicle technologies. Well, you want postal delivery trucks with engines. Otherwise, how will the dog know that the postman is coming? Fair enough. I guess that's a question for the uh, 
we'll have to answer as time goes on. All right. And uh, there's a 10-year plan here now that Joy is looking at. Yeah, we've known about the 10-year plan. We've actually known about it for a couple of years now. It predates DeJoy, but it's finally coming around now. And we actually got a couple of details about it. DeJoy said that the Postal Service is looking to cut costs. And the way that they're looking to do that is that they're going to run less of its mail through its air carriers and rely more on ground transportation for delivery. Now, to do that, they're going to be asking for some wiggle room with what on-time delivery means for mail. They're going to narrow the scope of what two-day local delivery is going to look like and instead move more towards three- to five-day delivery for mail. So again, he's looking at cutting costs there, but raised some concerns from members of Congress, including Congressman Stephen Lynch, a Democrat from Massachusetts. He's warning that this is coming at a time when the Postal Service is trying to raise rates and potentially cutting service. And he warned that it could be a downward spiral for the agency as it competes with other private sector businesses. If the business plan for the post office is to deliver an inferior product and we're in competition with FedEx and UPS and Amazon, that spells trouble. That, that leads me to believe that we would be going into a downward spiral. The solution can't be to not deliver the mail or to deliver it three to five days, you know, instead of next day delivery when we can get around to a delivery. And again, that's Congressman Stephen Lynch, Democrat from Massachusetts. And there are some other measures in there, too, in that plan to return stability to the finances of Postal Service having to do with Medicare. Yeah, no, this is the latest iteration of postal reform that lawmakers have introduced. They've kicked more than a few pieces of legislation around in recent years. This latest iteration would have new postal retirees be required to enroll in Medicare once they turn 65. The thinking behind this is that all postal retirees pay into Medicare, but about 25% of the workforce never enrolls in Medicare. In addition to this, this would also This would eliminate the Postal Service's requirement to pre-fund retiree health benefits well into the future. And so between those two things, DeJoy said that this would reduce the Postal Service's future liabilities by about 40 or $50 billion over the next decade. But that's only a part of it. He said that the Postal Service projects $160 billion in liabilities over the next decade. So a part of reform, but not all of it. So moving everyone to Medicare then would, I guess the theory is it would take the cost of hospitalization off of the pension plan that the Postal Service operates, shift it to Medicare, and that's how they would save money. But there would still be Part B and donut plans and so forth from the Postal Service's plan that they do pre-fund every year. Yeah, that's the idea. Well, we'll see how that goes over. And how is this gambit being received by the postal employees or their unions? There is some optimism here. The National Active and Retired Federal Employees Association supported the bill. They've been critical of some of the other Medicare integration provisions in previous bills, but they're very happy about this fine line being driven between current retirees and future retirees. And also the American Postal Workers Union said that they are supporting the bill in its current form right now. Federal News Network's Jory Heckman, thanks so much. Thanks, Tom. Check out his story at federalnewsnetwork.com. Looking to expand or move your company? Ohio has the talent you need to scale for growth. Ohio's central location, reliable infrastructure, and top-ranked business climate are here to help you succeed. Get to business. Visit successinohio.com today. 
Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus, and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit LiveXLive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.